0: Hey Radical community, welcome to the podcast Esports for the People. I'm BJ Fink, your host for the show and the founder of Radical Esports Consulting. I really am excited to kind of start this podcast series uh, and make esports relatable to everyone, right? That's esports for the people. It's not just about esports insiders. It's about everyone. It's about creating... Uh, a version of eSports that everybody understands, whether you're inside the industry, you've been working in it for years, or you're new, right? eSports has not been made available to everybody. It's not relatable to everybody. Uh, The majority of people don't actually understand eSports, and as the title of episode, you know, one here might tell you, or the subtitle, why didn't eSports go mainstream? Well, honestly, there's a lot of reasons, but the biggest one is that You didn't actually tell people about the product, about the sport. You didn't put value behind the sport, and that's a big deal. So contrary to popular belief, right, esports is not mainstream. The idea of it might be known to some. It might be something that people grasp a little bit when you say, what is esports, and you say, okay, it's competitive video games. That's something people understand. They know video games. That's common culture. The competition side of that or the sport. Well, honestly, people people don't know. They don't get it. They don't understand. What is it? What's the value behind this? And and why should I care? As far as they're concerned, their kids, there's these people, they're just watching others play video games. They're watching the streams and they think esports is the streaming component. And that's the first level of this, you know, puzzle on why Esports didn't go mainstream. They made it about entertainment. They made it about watching people play. And instead, instead of the sport, right? It wasn't about the sport. It wasn't about those twelve individuals, ten, you know, six, whatever the the number of players for that game might be. It wasn't about those individuals competing. It was about how entertaining they could be on their own streams, the with their audiences, right? So after they would practice, after they compete in tournaments, these players have to go live stream, and entertain audiences. Uh, and that's where the real revenue driver was. That's where they were selling merch. That's where they were engaging their viewers because they were targeting people for entertainment versus the sport. And they really didn't build any infrastructure around the sport because of that. All these brands grew rapidly in esports. These professional teams, they grew so fast. The, the reason really being that they they wanted to entertain people and they, they viewed it as such. They, they built entertainment companies rather than sports teams. Um, and you know, there's a level of entertainment to sports, obviously, but you have to start with the sport itself, start with the competition and build the entertainment around it. Instead, they built the entertainment around video games. The number one reason being the publishers own the rights to those games and the publishers want to sell content. They want to people to buy the game. The publishers are selling the game. Esports is a vehicle to put the game in front of more people. It's not, it's not about the actual sport itself. It's about selling more games for the publisher. So until we can really separate the game and the publisher, or the sport and the publisher, you know, mainstream is going to be hard to tackle all the way, but we can do it, I think. And, and a lot of grassroots organizations are doing that. They are building structures around the sport itself rather than just the games. They, they are creating player-supportive environments. They are building curriculums for education, right? There are so many things that people are doing that are going to work their way up, and honestly, that's that's where the magic's going to happen. All these other professional sports, the NFL, you know, basketball, uh, with the NBA, MLS for soccer, all these American sports, baseball, right, all of it was kind of the same, where they built communities around the sport decades ago, over 100 years ago for a lot of these, and they played the sport, and they built pro-am scenes then they built the professional scene on top because they had the sport structure they had people committed to the sport and they had an audience that was engaged esports did not have that esports did not have an engaged audience for the sport they had an engaged audience for the gaming content and the cool trick shots and things like that were, you know people were doing uh, honestly if you think about it in terms of sports right esports was touted like the globe trotters for basketball they are Really fun to watch. They're really cool, but they're they're fun to watch a couple times, and then then you want more. You're not really connecting with those players, um, in the globetrotters, right? You're you're awed and inspired by the tricks and the cool things they can do with the basketball. Esports was the same way. It was what kind of cool things can I watch these people do inside video games versus watching the competition, uh, and that becomes readily apparent when you take that average uh, of a gamer watching five minutes of a of a competition stream they don't watch the full hour. They don't watch, you know, the full three hours. They sit there for maybe five minutes and then they jump away. They might come back for five more minutes, but then they're going to jump away again. You didn't actually capture people for the sport. You captured them for entertainment, which is why those companies grew so fast, but it's also why they collapsed. You know, they wanted to build these brands that made billions and the players wanted to be paid millions like other professional sports teams, but you tried to do it in a decade. That didn't work. That doesn't work. You can't mimic that same level of grassroots uh organizational building that took decades in the span of one uh you have to build the sport up put structures around the sport do outreach and build awareness around the sport get a core group of people involved that care about it and want to see and commit to its uh, longevity build your audience around the sport don't build the sport around the audience right Uh, In that sense, and esports has a long ways to go in that, but I think they can do it now that the professional scene has to revamp because they did collapse. You're going to see that and esports is going to be mainstream, but it does take people on the inside to reach the people on the outside and make it relatable. Uh, And and you're starting to see that, right? You're starting to see that with the structures built around youth esports, scholastic esports universities, parents are understanding what esports is. It's not just the kids playing video games they're not sitting there just betting. I mean, honestly, if you didn't know about esports and you just saw these commercials, all you would think was that it was a vehicle for betting. And uh, we, I mean, we need to fix that first and foremost, but that's that's the image, right? You get pushed this marketing stuff. And if you're on the outside, you have this idea that that esports is all about betting. It's just about making money and content production. And, you know, these these kids get into esports and then they come out and they're kind of ruined because they didn't have any fallback options it's the average age for these players right is 16 to 22 years old and honestly so i'm 33 right just for age reference and it's hard for me to relate to a lot of these players because of course the uh, well the brands don't build relational atmospheres around esports they don't let you get to know the players very well because they rotate them out so fast and because they're young and there's no Long-term, I mean, players, you know, in eSports, they don't go to 30 or, or, you know, 35. And some of those players we love in our other sports, like, they were there for a while, right? The ones we connected with and stayed with, they were there for a while. And eSports will get there, I think, eventually. But it's about building supportive environments that put people first, engaging in community, uh, and building value around the sport uh, instead of just the entertainment aspect of the video game. Uh, And if you've watched, you know, a, a full match before, great. I still struggle to get through a full match and I I love video games. I love the eSport dynamic. But there's not... It's Honestly, it's like, hey, we love the first five minutes. We love the last five minutes. I want to know how everybody's going to start out, rush out there, get started. But then there's a stalemate a lot of the time in the middle and that's not always fun to watch. And then the end where... The real victory push comes, people love that. And so you have to understand where that entertainment value is for people and why they jump in for five minutes at a time to check in to see if something interesting is going on. But you have to build that value around the sport, the players, and the people uh, and reach those, do out- outreach and awareness campaigns, reach those people that don't know about esports. And only then can you start to build an industry that is going to be sustainable uh, in the long term. And I can tell you from experience, right, I mean, if you haven't moved to other areas of the country, you don't get out and talk to a lot of different people, you just may not know this because that's what it takes. But I live in an area here in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Appalachia, uh, as they would call it, right, And, and coming from outside of Appalachia, it was the Appalachian Mountains, and that's, you know, the, I guess, the academic way of saying everything, but here it's Appalachia, it's the Appalachian culture, and... It's rural. These schools are poor. These kids don't have a lot of resources. They're taking care of the land. Their family farms. They're doing all these things, but eSports and video games, well, they might play some, but eSports is not a concept they all know well. It's not here, and there's a lot of cultures around the United States where that's the same. It's not mainstream, and and if you don't get out there and and talk to people and realize that, then you think eSports, especially those of us on the inside, that it's relatable to everybody. Everybody gets it. Everybody knows about it, but they don't. And so it's going to take that understanding from people on the inside to start to then craft the structure around esports, to build up the sport. Not just build the entertainment, not just monetize everything, but to build true value, to start from the bottom. When you can accomplish this and start with this mentality of putting people first, putting value behind the actual product, which is the sport, it's not the entertainment value, right? The product in esports traditionally has been – the, the streaming value, the the revenue, the number of viewers and, and such. But it hasn't been the sport. It's been, it's been the entertainment factor. The sport should be the product. Uh, and we need to start acting like that's the actual product and build things around it. Build up the sport. Get true fans of the sport, not just the video games and the video game content. Uh, and then build supportive player environments. Care about their mental health. Put the players first, but make it known that... You know, we're building something. It's not going to start off in the billion dollar mark. Um, it's not going to, you know, players aren't going to earn millions of dollars right off the bat. And so finding players that are okay with that and building sustainable long-term growth is going to be crucial. But I think we're, we're close to that. Um, there's a great group of people, again, grassroots organizations, that are really building something unique. And the idea behind this podcast kind of was sparked from that. These are everyday people trying to make esports accessible to everybody, understandable to everybody, doing the outreach and and making esports mainstream, right? Making it known to everybody out there. So esports for the people in this podcast is geared towards that. Let's dive into what esports is. Let's bridge the gap between insiders and outsiders. Let's help develop esports 2.0 this community focused people driven model where we build supportive environments uh, that do have sustainable uh, value and can be there in the long term Uh, if you have any topics that you want me to cover please let me know but hopefully this intro episode uh, was helpful in understanding maybe why esports was not mainstream kind of some of the issues behind it Uh, there'll be guests coming soon to the podcast we'll have more but I do want to, you know, uh, again, emphasize that, hey, this is a shorter podcast. It's not going to be an hour long. I want to put ideas in your head, help you understand and see things maybe that you didn't see before and connect those dots and make esports accessible for everybody. So uh, stay tuned for the next episodes coming out. And uh, thanks for listening.